If I can invite you to remain standing for our scripture reading, which comes this morning from the Old Testament book of Judges. I'm reading chapter 16, verses 4 through 6, and then verses 15 through 31. Sometime after this, in the Sorek Valley, Samson fell in love with a woman whose name was Delilah. The rulers of the Philistines confronted her and said to her, Seduce him and find out what gives him such great strength and what can we do to overpower him so that we can tie him up and make him weak. Then we'll pay you 1,100 pieces of silver. So Delilah said to Samson, Please tell me what gives you such great strength and how you can be tied up and made weak. Verse 15 begins, Delilah said to him, How can you say I love you when you won't trust me? Three times now you've made a fool out of me and not told me what gives you such great strength. She nagged him with your words day after day and begged him until he became worn out to the point of death. So he told her his whole secret. He said to her, No razor has ever touched my head because I've been a Nazarite for God from the time I was born. If my head is shaved, my strength will leave me, and I'll become weak. I'll be like every other person. When Delilah realized that he had told her his whole secret, she sent word to the rulers of the Philistines, Come one more time, for he has told me his secret. The rulers of the Philistines came up to her and brought the silver with them. She got him to fall asleep with his head on her lap. Then she called a man and had him shave off the seven braids of Samson's hair. He began to weaken, and his strength left him. She called out, Samson, the Philistines are on you. He woke up from his sleep and thought, I'll escape just like the other times and shake myself free. But he didn't realize that the Lord had left him. So the Philistines captured him, put out his eyes, and took him down to Gaza. They bound him with bronze chains, and he worked the grinding mill in the prison. But the hair on his head began to grow right again after it had been shaved. The rulers of the Philistines gathered together to make a great sacrifice to their god Dagon and to hold a celebration. They cheered, Our God has handed us Samson, our enemy. When the people saw him, they praised their God, for they said, Our God has handed us our enemy, the very one who devastated our land and killed so many of our people. At the height of the celebration, they said, Call for Samson so he can perform for us. So they called Samson from the prison, and he performed in front of them. Then they had him stand between the pillars. Samson said to the young man who led him by the hand, Put me where I can feel the pillars that hold the, the temple so that I can lean on them. Now the temple was filled with men and women. All the rulers of the Philistines were there, and about 3,000 more men and women were on the roof watching as Samson performed. Then Samson called out to the Lord, Lord God, please remember me. Make me strong just this once more, God, so I can have revenge on the Philistines, just one act of revenge for my two eyes. Samson grabbed the two pillars that held up the temple. He leaned against one with his right hand and the other with his left, and Samson said, Let me die with the Philistines. He strained with all his might, and the temple collapsed on the rulers and all the people who were in it. So it turned out that he killed more people in his death than he did during his life. His brothers and his father's entire household traveled down, carried him back up, and buried him between Zorah and Eshtaol in the tomb of his father Manoah. He had led Israel for 20 years. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. If I can invite you to be seated, please. This morning, we're going to be continuing our sermon series as we're looking at the Sunday School Classics, the great scriptures that help us to learn about God. If they're about Jesus, they help us to think about Jesus. And some of them are like today's character that are just larger than life. 
And so they make a great story. And so this morning, we're going to watch the video about uh, the biblical character, Samson, and learn a little bit about his life as we see a picture. The video will show a snapshot of his entire life, from his birth to his ministry to his death. And then we'll talk a little more about the scripture we've read today and about what it means for us as we look at Samson. So if you turn your attention to the screens this morning. There was a time during the history of the Israelites where their disobedience grew so rapidly that the Lord handed them over to the oppression of the Philistines. For 40 years, they suffered and longed for someone to set them free. During this terrible time, there was a man named Manoah from the tribe of Dan. His wife was unable to become pregnant. They desperately longed for a child of their own, but it never happened. One day, an angel of the Lord appeared to Manoah's wife and told her that she would have a son. She was excited, but found it hard to believe. The angel of the Lord appeared a second time and told her that she was not allowed to drink any wine or eat any forbidden food. He also told her that the boy's hair should never be cut. This was to be a sign to others that he was consecrated to God. When the boy was born, she named him Samson. Samson grew up to be a strong young man. He had long hair, and his mother made sure that he obeyed all the instructions the angel gave. Samson was blessed by God, and God's spirit began to work in him. One day, while Samson was in Timnah, he saw a beautiful young Philistine woman. He liked her very much and wanted to take her as his wife. There was just one problem. The Philistines were Israel's enemy. Samson told his parents about his plan, but they were not happy. How could their son even think of marrying a Philistine girl? They were Israel's enemy and treated them poorly. Little did Samson's parents know that God was planning this all along. Samson, after all, was to be Israel's judge, born to free them from the oppression of the Philistines. The plan went forward, and Samson was set to marry the Philistine girl. The girl's father gave Samson 30 young men to be his companions. During the festivities of the wedding, Samson told the men a riddle and said he would give them 30 fine linen robes and festivity garments if they could solve it. Then the men forced Samson's wife to entice him to tell her the answer. She succeeded and the men won the bid. Samson was furious for being tricked. He had to keep his end of the bargain and was forced to give the men their 30 linen robes and festival garments. In order to do that, Samson killed 30 men and stole their linen robes. What's worse, when he came to take his bride, he found out that someone else had married her in the meantime. Samson was going to get even with the men who tricked him. He captured 300 foxes and tied torches to their tails. The foxes ran like crazy, setting everything on fire. All the crops and trees burned down. Now the Philistines were angry too. They, in return, went and killed Samson's previous wife and her father. When Samson heard the news, he was furious. The situation escalated. At that time, both the Philistines and Israelites saw Samson as a problem. 
The Israelites tied Samson with rope and brought him to the Philistines. With ease, Samson snapped the rope, picked up a jawbone of a donkey, and killed 1,000 Philistine men. Years later, Samson went to the city of Gaza. When the inhabitants learned that he was there, they devised a plan to capture him. They would wait for him until morning and then kill him. Samson, though, did not stay the entire night, and before the morning broke, he walked to the city gates and carried them on his shoulder to the top of the hill. In his disobedience, he fell in love with another woman and told her the secret of his great strength, his long hair. The woman didn't care about Samson and told the Philistines how to capture him. That night, while he was sleeping, she chopped off his hair. When the Philistines captured Samson, there was nothing he could do. The Spirit of God left him, and his amazing strength was gone. They poked his eyes out and put Samson in jail. Finally, they caught the man who wreaked havoc in their land. There in jail, Samson was forced to grind wheat, the job of an ox. What the Philistines did not realize was that Samson's hair was starting to grow back. One day, the Philistines took Samson out of prison. Samson came to stand between the pillars supporting the roof of the building where the festivities were held. Blind and weak, Samson asked one of the servants to place his hands on the pillars. He prayed one last time for God's strength and with amazing force took down the pillars that held up the building. It caved in, and Samson, along with 3,000 men and women, perished. All right, so I have to admit first in the video that I love how they have Samson pictured with like this really long hair, and it's just pretty fun. Uh, it's just unrealistic. It's cartoonish in terms of his proportions. But uh, as you all know, Samson's one of the judges that we read about in the book of Judges. The judges in Israel were there in a time uh, when Israel was kind of in between. And so the people of Israel, they were looking for God to lift up leaders, whether they were men or women, to lead them, to deliver them, to help them to uh, evict whatever invaders or other countries were there in their land uh, in, in so that they could resume living and resume being free. The time of the judges in Israel's history, and as we read our Old Testament, is between when the Israelites settled in the land of Canaan following the Exodus where they wandered in the wilderness with Moses, and then before uh, God lifting up King Saul in 1 Samuel and 2 Samuel to be the first king and to bring the tribes of Israel together. So at this time, the Israelite tribes are this. They're kind of a loose association or a confederation of tribes living in the land, they traded between each other, but they didn't have obligations or necessarily uh, commitments or agreements with each other in terms of defense and in terms of other things. So during the time of Judges, there might be a time when one of the tribes experienced uh, invading country coming in and invading people and occupying them, and they would rise up and they might receive assistance from other tribes, or other times they wouldn't. And so during this time of judges, it's kind of, you know, it's, it's turmoil. There's turmoil. There's, it's unsteady. It's, it's, things aren't settled. 
And so things would happen and then God would lift up a judge or a person who would be a leader within the tribe to help to rally the tribe, to help to, to focus the tribe, to help to unite the tribe in order for them to accomplish or overcome whatever challenge at the time that they were facing. And so during this time, neighboring countries would come in and, and they might occupy the land or they might just move in during the time of harvest and they would take the harvest and they would leave and then they would go to their land. But at any time, things like this would happen the people of Israel in time, whether it was a tribe or united as a whole, they would lift up their voice to God and God would raise up a, a judge. And so that's essentially what's happening this morning. The scripture, if you begin with Samson's story, says that at the time, the people of Israel had been living under the occupation of the Philistines for 40 years. And so the Philistines, as we know a little bit about their history, as they were a non-Semitic people who left Crete or Greece... And they traveled through the Mediterranean Sea to Israel. They had five major cities, Gaza, Ashkelon, Ashdod, Ekron, and Gath. And they were a seafaring people, but they had advantages because they could work metal. And so their weapons were better than most of the countries that they would face. If you remember a couple weeks ago when we looked at, at David and Goliath's story, Goliath was a Philistine from the city of Gath. And so in Samson's story, like I've mentioned, the Israelites have been under occupation for 40 years. And so Israel cried out to God, and, and God worked by sending Samson to serve as a judge or a leader. And the scripture tells us this. It says, the Lord blessed Samson. And so he was brought up, as the video showed us, by his mother and his father as a Nazarite, meaning he didn't drink alcohol and his, he did not cut his hair and, and that was a commitment that his parents made in his childhood when he was born. And it was a commitment that was maintained through his adulthood. And so the book of Judges, if you go read it, Samson's story starts in chapter 13. And it doesn't tell us anything about his childhood. Short of his birth story about his mother being childless and his parents praying to God for the blessing of a child. And the angel of the Lord appearing to them to tell her his mother, that, that she would have a child. And then when she told her husband, Manoah, he said, well, I wish the angel would come and tell me because <laughs> he didn't believe her. And so God sends the angel a second time to tell the two of them what he'd already told Samson's mother. But there's nothing else in the scripture about Samson's infancy or his childhood, nothing about him being dedicated to God or any ceremony or ritual or anything else that his parents did short of them raising him as a Nazarite and short of God giving him extraordinary strength as we begin to read about in the Old Testament book of Judges. Now see friends, as I read Samson's story, I want to tell you that I read his story and his story is full of examples of how someone who is chosen by God to serve a plan and a person, a purpose, is not supposed to live. Isn't it? Read his story beyond the scripture we read today. It's a quick read. You should read it this afternoon. But I'll be honest with you. His choices don't seem very thought out. He gets angry and he acts out of his anger. He's not really someone whose, whose thought and whose focus is centered on God, or he doesn't even really consult God's guidance for the decisions that he makes. 
Or I read Samson's story as a judge and compare him to some of the other judges like Gideon or Deborah or some of the others. You'll see one thing, and that is that Samson is a very different example of a judge, a very different example of someone who has been lifted up by God to lead Israel. But see, here's the really neat thing is God still chose Samson. And God used Samson. And if you read in the book of Hebrews chapter 11, where the author of Hebrews lists up different giants of the faith, different giants of the Old Testament who have gone before and who are recognized as people who have been faithful, who have responded to God, who have listened to God, who have followed God's direction. Guess whose name's in there too? In verse 32, it says, What more can I say? I would run out of time if I told you about Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel, the prophets. And then the author continues. But see, God still used Samson and the book of Hebrews as they lift up the the giants of the faith, the people who have listened and who are examples of what it means to live in faith. Samson is still one of those who is recognized for his faith and his service of God, even alongside names like Abraham and Sarah, Jacob and Joseph, Moses, all the other judges that we have just read, Samson's name is still there as well. Even as someone who I think is the last person, if we just read his accomplishments and his actions from the scripture, that we would think he's someone that God would have used in a positive and in a great way. And so here's where I think we can learn about Samson's story. You see, if we ever get or find ourselves in a place where we're not cut out to be a follower of Jesus, or maybe to be a leader in the church, or maybe to be someone that, that offers leadership in just teaching or, or just even offering a word of Scripture. Folks, if you ever feel that way, you can look at Samson and see that God isn't going to set you aside. Because he's someone that all of us can look to. He married a Philistine woman from Timnah. Well, he wanted to marry her, as the video showed. That didn't happen, and when he came back, her father had married her to someone else. But he wanted to marry her, even as his parents said, are you sure she's the one? This is Samson who posed the riddle, as the video showed us, to the men from Timnah who had been chosen to stand with him at this wedding celebration. When the 30 men, they'd promised, you know, garments and festival garments, expensive clothes. If they can answer the riddle that Samson posed to them. And so they persuaded the woman that was to be his wife to find the answer. Samson finally gives it to her. He's required to pay up because they've guessed the riddle. And so he goes to Ashkelon, a neighboring city, kills 30 men, strips them of their clothes and brings the clothes back as payment for the riddle. See, when you feel like God can't use you because of what you've done, you can think of Samson who later went to the city to visit his wife only to find out that she'd been married to someone else. And the scripture tells us this, God used that opportunity to bring trouble against the Philistines. And so Samson got the foxes or jackals uh, and tied their tails together, 
put a torch between them and released the, the foxes into the fields of the Philistine. It was fall. It was time to harvest. This is Samson, as the picture shows, who kills a thousand men with the jawbone of a donkey, who kills with his bare hands, who was uh, betrayed even by his own people. He was supposed to be a judge. And this story, you know, it says that the Israelites, the Philistines went to them and said, if you'll give us Samson, we will cause no more harm against you. And so the, the Israelites went to Samson and said, this is what they've offered us. And he said, fine, turn me over. Just don't hurt me yourselves. See, this is Samson who was supposed to be a judge of the people of Israel, but the people of Israel were willing to turn him over to their enemies. See, here's what I see in Samson's story. is when you don't feel like you pray enough, look to God enough, or seek God's guidance in any way, that's Samson, friends. And so Samson's story shows me that God can and does know our hearts, that God can and does know our minds, and that God can and will still use us even if we don't consult him for everything. When Delilah managed to get the secret of his strength out of him for a thousand pieces or 1,100 pieces of silver, Samson's head is shaved, his eyes are gouged out, he's trapped, he's prisoned. They put him at work, turning the mill in the prison. And Judges tells us this, it says, The hair on his head began to grow again right after it had been shaved. In the video when they said that passage, when they had that, that scripture quote, that's a direct scripture quote, in the video, I almost felt like they need to have this dun, 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 because it's foreshadowing, isn't it? Because then we read our scripture this morning where Samson is brought into the temple of Dagon, where the Philistines have gathered to sacrifice to their God. They've gathered to celebrate their victory over Samson. They decide to have him appear before them to perform. I don't know what that is. And then they have him placed between two pillars so they can continue to watch him and gloat over their victory over him. And so the scripture tells us the temple was full. All of the leaders of the Philistine, Philistines are there. An additional 3,000 people are standing, looking on the roof and looking in, because it's this huge kind of courtyard thing. And as Samson stood there, he's taunted. And if you'll notice something, this portion of the scripture is the only time in Samson's story that we read where he actually consults God or looks to God. I mean, first, it's kind of crazy to me that he's a judge of Israel that, we're to, that we look at and we see him being a leader and we see him being chosen by God. But if you think about his story, the reason he had his strength is because his parents responded to what God had told them in the messenger in, in raising Samson as a Nazarite. So they're the ones that chose not to feed him alcoholic drinks. They're the, well, which most parents, well, anyway, um, that's a given. Okay, they're the ones that chose not to cut his hair. They're the ones by their actions that equipped him to have the strength that God gave him for his ministry. And now we read at the end of chapter 16, the only prayer, the only words that Samson lifts up to God, where he says, God, give me strength 
just once to avenge both my eyes. And so we know he was granted his strength. We know he was granted his request. And in his action, in his final act, he killed more people than he'd killed throughout all of his life. But see, I think what we can learn and what we can remember and what we can gain encouragement from in Samson's story is that he's probably one of the most unlikely individuals that you or and I, if we were to read just short summaries of people in the bio or in the Bible that we would pick as a judge, isn't he? But see, God still used him. And so when you feel like you're inadequate, when I feel like I don't have enough or we just don't do enough, see, we could look at Samson. And we could be encouraged with the knowledge that God used him. Even as in our eyes, we might consider him an inadequate follower of God or an inadequate servant of God. His name is still listed in Hebrews chapter 11. And our names can be too. See, here's what I think is is something that we can take away from the story of Samson and from the book of Judges, uh, chapters 13 through 16. Is that Samson, if you're to look at him, is the last person that we would think has it all together in following God. That we would think is the person who does everything that he needs to do to follow God. Is the person who talks to God because we only read of him praying to God once. See, but God still used him. And God used him in a mighty and in a powerful way. And God still listed his name in the book of Hebrews chapter 11, along with all of other, those other names of importance, of leaders, of giants of the faith, of Abraham, of Joseph, of Jacob, of Sarah, of Deborah. And then there's Samson. And so when you feel like you're inadequate or you don't have it together enough, God's going to list your name right after Samson and Barak and Deborah and all of the others that he lifts up. Because God doesn't pick perfect people to carry his message and to live a life in response to his grace. God picks people whose hearts and whose minds and whose lives are, are oriented to him And who are willing to give him the ability to lead and to guide and to direct. He used Samson. He can use me. And he can use you. Amen.